Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Hello, football fans. Welcome to another Pick in Pigskin Winter Edition here on the Aaron Torres Media Network. I am uh, Wes Easley, your host, at Lofinet on Twitter. My, sh- my, my co-host, John, he is going to be able to bring the enthusiasm this episode. As you can tell, my voice is a little bit scratchy, but I didn't want to miss week one, John. I didn't want to miss it. That's, that's a trooper right there. That's my partner, Wes Easley, at Lofinet. I think a lot of guys would have called it. They said, hey, you know, take week one and put it under the rug. Let's forget about it. But not Wes Easley. This guy's going to truck forward. So hopefully what we'll do... Today, for you guys and gals, as Wes will introduce the game, and I'll give you the analysis, and uh, we're going to get our partner through it, man. We can do it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I may just end up sounding a little bit like Barry White here on the Pickin' Pigskin Winners on Aaron Torres Media. Hey, I do want to encourage everybody, though. We've got a lot of great articles. Austin Montgomery has some articles coming out over on uh, on AaronTorresOnline.com. Also, J.B. Barry does as well. Aaron Torres, of course, with college football, he has a podcast that comes out each and every time. Head over to AaronTorresOnline.com and check out everything. Everything. Make sure you subscribe to Pick and Pigskin Winner here, and and maybe you have some advice on how to make my throat feel a little bit better. You can leave those in the comments uh, after you subscribe to everything. Comments are always welcome, John, and it's very important to get those comments. Yeah, absolutely. We welcome the comments, the questions. It could be on Twitter. It could be on the podcast platform. Um, you know, we we like to make it a community show, right? It's not it's not mm-hmm. the Weston Johnny Show, one way street. Uh, we don't care what you have to say. We we want to be involved with everybody in the community so absolutely shoot us those questions hey hit us with some negative comments we don't care we don't care what it is throw it at us no we don't and, and i don't know if it was the medicine i've been taking or what to get over this a lot of sinus stuff happening in alabama right now just a lot of sinus stuff it happens to be every time around this time of year whenever football gets going i i always think of it as my way to uh stay home and watch football from not having to do anything else right i oh i'm a little bit sick i gotta stay home and watch football but really my voice just kind of gets acting up but what i've noticed is i've watched these lines okay because we you and i watch these lines we watch the vegas lines going up and down up and down up and down mm-hmm I think people have money right now, and I think people are coupling that with knowledge because what I saw on these on these lines is it's really heavy one sided on a lot of games, much more so than normal. Mm. Uh, You know, usually we want to go opposite that, but I don't think we can really analyze that correctly this go around. Yeah, I mean, it's a common thing in week one. So so that's the reason, Wes, is it's you hear all the offseason stories about a particular team, a particular division, a particular conference, and then you kind of bury that into your bet, right? That The average better says, well, I've been hearing about X player and Y player the whole offseason, and here's the game. Here's my opportunity. I'm going to jump on it. And that's why, my friend, this is a key show and why we can't miss this show, because my all-time winning percentage is best in week one. I can attest to that from my tracking chart over the years and also my buddies who only asked me for my picks in week one. And then they go, ah, you know, I could go 50-50 with you the rest of the year, but I'll go 90% with you in week one. So we got to make sure we have the show and we're going to play against the public for sure because the public's going to bring those off-season biases into the bets. And that's Uh going to hurt them when they put their money down. Now, see, it's been a long time since we've actually watched football and watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs. And we saw uh, uh, Tampa Tom Lombardi hold up the Brady trophy at the end of last season. Did you catch what I did there, John? They're going to, they're going to end up changing that name at some point to the Brady trophy. I mean, they just got to at some point, but we, we headed into the off season and Tampa Bay really brings back a strong group of individuals. I think they've even upgraded in some editions of Gio Bernard and everything. The line started out according to Vegas at minus six and a half, 
a 52-point spread, a 52-point over-under. Right now, it's sitting still at 52 points, but the line has changed where Tampa is now favored by eight points. John, try to persuade me one way or the other. Yeah, see, I, I already analyzed this game. I did a recording with uh, the man himself, Aaron Torres, on his oh. podcast. We did one in advance, uh, in advance over the weekend. So having looked at the game at that time, it was only 57 58% on Tampa Bay, and now that's moving up. And that's something that I said, actually. We recorded a few days ago. I said, this line and these percentages are going to go up because there's still uncertainty. Yes, we think we're going to have Prescott. Yes, they say he looks pretty sharp. He should be ready to go. A lot of should this and a lot of should that, right? So when you take a should into a Thursday night game against the defending champs, and I'll tell you why it's hard for Tampa to come in sluggish, right? A lot of times the Super Bowl team will come in sluggish the first game. The reason why Tampa doesn't have to worry about that is because they play both sides of the ball. And a a lot of times that's not the case, right? We've seen recent years where the champion was very heavy one way, like the Chiefs when they won their very heavy offensive team. There was a year where Denver won when Peyton Manning was finished. They did it all with defense and they came out sluggish the next year. This team doesn't have to worry. If one side of the ball comes out slow against Mm -hmm. Dallas, they're going to bring it on the other side. Now, Dallas is going to bring the energy early in the game. They're going to come more excited than Tampa Bay. But over the course of the game in the long haul, I think now with the percentages going from 58 to 60, and also I saw the line at 7.5 going to 8, it's going up. To me, this feels like Dallas will hang around in the first half, but Tampa Bay is going to win this game by 10 to 14 points. I am with you on that. I've, I keep looking for the backdoor cover by Dallas, and I just can't see it happening. I can see this game being over with uh, somewhere in the early fourth quarter, kind of getting uh, some people's feet wet into the NFL and stuff like that. It, it just really looks like a blowout victory to me for the Super Bowl champions. And, and something else I noticed, John, when you talked about the thing, it is minus 380. Minus 380 on Tampa to win. That is a huge number. Yeah, that's a huge number, and that's indicating that no matter what, they're going to find a way to squeak this one out, right? So, I mean, that that's something you got to consider, that it's so heavy on them to win the game that you add that, you couple that, there's a possibility that not only will they do that with ease, they may actually run away with it at ease in the second half. That's just the quality of play on both sides multiplying over the course of four quarters. If you're going to take the Cowboys at all, I think the play is going to be the first quarter. Right, because Prescott's going to come out with energy. Zeke Elliott, after a bad second half, a lot of fumbles, going to come out with energy. So if you're going to take the Cowboys the first quarter, otherwise I'm taking the Bucks. And let me remind you, I posted this at Legend Sports Center, uh, Legend Sports Seven on Twitter. Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Jordan Whitehead, Antoine Winfield, Damacon Sue, Steve McClendon on one defense. This defense is unbelievable. So <laughs> I'm taking Tampa Bay. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, so we both take Tampa Bay on the DraftKings Sportsbooks, uh, putting them at minus eight, putting them at favorite eight. Okay, we're going to your Jets next. All right, the Jets and the Carolina Panthers. This game started out at 43, the over-under. Now it's gone up to 45. Carolina was favored to start with at minus four. Now DraftKings has them at minus five and a half, John. that That is a strange number. It's gone up, even though New York Jets are hyping everything I don't I don't think anybody believes it. I think everybody's siding with me. I think they listened to our past podcast, the AFC East, or the AFC uh, preview show, and they're siding with me. I think I moved the line, John, and I'm going to stick with it. I am going to take Carolina in this game to cover that five and a half. Ooh, you're a crazy man. This is this is a lock. This is one of my week one locks right here. New York Jets plus five and a half, right? Let's look at the numbers. The other day when I did the show with Aaron Torres, it was about 70% on Carolina. Now it's 73. So I already liked the price getting the Jets earlier in the week. Now we're getting them at 27% of the public bets on the Jets. It's Sam Darnold. Remember, Sam Darnold on a new team with everybody watching very closely in week one. If you recall the first play of his NFL career, it was a pick six. The Jets played the Detroit Lions. He was nervous. Everybody was talking about him. First play of the game, he threw a pick six. So I think with the Jets' knowledge of what Darnold does, now remember, the key player in this game is going to be C.J. Mosley, the veteran linebacker for the Jets. He's going to captain that defense. He's going to know where to look ahead of the game. And also, Darnold's got to get acclimated with his offense at game speed, at regular season game speed, not preseason game speed. So this is absolutely one of my locks of the week. I would not be surprised if the Jets won the game outright. Now you're getting five and a half points. I mean, I'm booking that one as one of my uh, lock picks for week one. I can understand that. And I've, I've kind of gone back and forth a little bit on that one because it is a revenge game for Sam Darnold. You know, it, it's a revenge game. I get it. But you know what else? 
it's a revenge game for the Jets. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. The Jets defense. The yeah. Jets defense spent so much time on the field while Darnold was the quarterback because they had so many three and outs. Right? If you take Adam Gaze and Darnold and you think about the three and outs, that defense was exhausted by the third quarter of every game. So they're going to come out hot for sure. We got Pittsburgh and Buffalo next. This game started out at a 50 and a half point over under. DraftKings Sportsbooks have them, has them right now at 48 and a half. Buffalo was favored by six. Now Buffalo is favored by six and a half. No respect for that Pittsburgh defense. It really doesn't seem like, I mean, for six and a half points, John, it's one of those things to where I look at it and I go, wait a minute now. I thought Pittsburgh had a great defense. I thought Pittsburgh was supposed to have a really good offense. But then I think about the Buffalo Bills and they have that plus one level extra, in my opinion, in this game. Tell me, John, who do you take in this one first? Yeah, I mean, over the course of the season, Buffalo is going to outclass Pittsburgh when it's all said and done. However, again, week one is a major betting opportunity. This is exactly what I was talking about in our little intro at the beginning there. Buffalo is a hype team. Buffalo is in the category of legitimate Super Bowl contenders. It is 61%. That's not a crazy number, right? Let me Mm -hmm. remind our fans and our listeners and our friends here that, you know, we covered all this stuff last year. We've talked about it for many years. Um, a high number is 70 plus for the public. That That's right. a high number that really has your attention. Like, for example, Carolina, 73% of the bets on Carolina. We like the Jets in that game, right? In this game here, 61, it's a little bit more toward the middle. However, it is a hype team in Buffalo. Pittsburgh is a team that people are down on. Their over-under win total is lower than what you would expect. So if you add all these things together, they're a team that people are sleeping on going into week one. And again, talking about fantasy here, because we like to mix and match Mm -hmm. and put it all together. You're talking about a team that goes easily in the top three defenses, right? Every time you're in a fantasy draft, you got Pittsburgh, you got the Steelers. Sometimes you have the Ravens, depending on San Francisco, depending on what league you're in. So I like Pittsburgh's defense in this game. A little bit of a slow start for Buffalo. There's been some controversy with Cole Beasley. There's still uncertainty in their backfield. So for this particular game, I mean, it's hard to take Pittsburgh to win it straight up, but it's very easy to take Buffalo to win it by a field goal or by four points. So I'm going to take the Steelers to cover the spread. So that's going to be Tampa Bay with the public in game one, uh, Jets against the public in game two, and Pittsburgh against the public in game three for me. I have it. I Yeah, I, I like the points more than I like necessarily Pittsburgh to win this mm-hmm. one outright. Mm-hmm. I just could see him keeping it close, maybe a Buffalo field goal at the end, or maybe a missed Buffalo, uh, Pittsburgh field goal or something. Something's going to happen to keep that game, I believe, within six and a half points. Talk about the next one, John. Sef- San Francisco versus Detroit. You talked about that 70% threshold. Here we are at 79%. Of the betting public coming in on San Francisco right now, John, this one started out at 46 points for the over-under. Now, DraftKings Sportsbooks have them at 45, seven-and-a-half-point favorites for San Francisco, and it stayed the same. I, 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 I don't know how many points you can give Detroit for me to take them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm with the public on this one. I got to take the public side. I'm going to go with San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the second highest number on the board right now. We'll get Mm -hmm. to the other one, which is later on in terms of public percentages. But we're talking about 79% of the bets are on San Francisco right now. And guess what, partner? This Mm -hmm. is a great example of one of our number one rules on pick and pig skin winners at Legend Sports 7, at Loaf and at John and Wes. One of the number one rules is do not do the same strategy on every game. Vegas will clean you out every time. You got to mix and match. You have to read the game and read the story. Here's the problem for me. Normally, 21% on Detroit. And also, I like Detroit to cover their over for the season, as we talked about on our last show. Normally, I would jump right on that. The problem is it's game one with a new regime, with Dan Campbell, a new quarterback, and Jared Goff, a very understaffed, undermanned defense on the whole. And San Francisco, they already know their program. Garoppolo is going to get the start over Lance, so they don't have to introduce a new player at the quarterback position. So if if San Francisco is completely comfortable in what they do, I could actually see them winning by three touchdowns. I really could. So I have to go with the public on this one at 79%. I hate to do it from a betting perspective, but I don't think there's any question that over four quarters, San Francisco is going to outclass Detroit on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go with San Francisco winning this game by 17 points. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. And I, here's the next game. It goes into the Jacksonville-Houston games, which is just on our, our DraftKings Sportsbook, you know, if we scroll up and down there. And mm-hmm. so we're talking about Detroit. We're talking about Houston, two of the I, – I anticipate to be some of the worst teams in the NFL this season. Jacksonville was favored by two-and-a-half to start with. It stayed at two-and-a-half even after the announcement of Tyrod Taylor. The game total was 45 to start with. Now it's 44-and-a-half. John, once again, I, I – I, I don't believe in Tyrod Taylor at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's going to do. I think we could quickly see him being replaced uh, at quarterback by that young guy. I can't remember his name right now. Davis uh, Mills. Davis Mills. Thank you. The medication had me Davis Milling <laughs> all night long. Uh, so the Jacksonville and Houston, though, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I, I think they could cover the two and a half point spread. I don't even know if Houston will end up getting more than 14 points this game. Well, good, because I don't want us to agree on all the games. I, I feel, you know, I'm a little bit down on Jacksonville coming into the year. And this is why I love week one, right? I could have mm-hmm. told you without even looking at the lines that the public was going to be on Jacksonville because right. they have Urban Meyer, because it's Trevor Lawrence's first game, because Houston is supposedly terrible, which they probably are over the course of the season. But when you get the matchup that you're looking for in game one, and let me tell you what one of the key factors is, 36% on Houston and Houston is home. So now you're getting a home team against a bad team and the percentages are against them. That's great. That's like that's like a great buying option for you right there on Houston. I don't like Taylor with uh, I'm with you on that 100%. I don't like Taylor long term. I think maybe we get four or five games out of him. Like we talked about on our previous show, there are other names floating out there. Could be a Nick Foles, could be a Cam Newton, could be a Matt Barkley, could be a Nick Mullins. There's a lot of names out there. So that that will probably change. However, for this first game, where if you're Houston and you're in that locker room and you say everybody in the world thinks we're going to lose uh we're going to lose almost all our games possibly every single one this is where we come out week 1 against the hot young quarterback that everybody's talking about and we put our foot down at home and we say this is our turf watch us we're a surprise team now they might lose 16 games in a row after that but I'm taking Houston in week 1 you know what else they have it at home that uh, you might be at a little of an advantage uh at least for Jacksonville is the boo birds. I think that they we might be able to see some boo birds come out in Houston this weekend, John. I don't I don't agree with you one bit on that. We <laughs> I, I, no no sir no sir. I did you did you sip uh, start sipping some of my medication, John? That's what I'm wondering. Hey, Seattle, I, it, it is Seattle at Indianapolis is the next one. Here's a huge one. This is our first one of the year where we have 75 percent of the betting public on Seattle. Not giving any credit to Indianapolis, not giving any credit to Carson Wentz, the coaching staff, anything going on there. Not only that, John, but this one crisscrossed. You always talk about those crisscrosses. It started out at minus two and a half on the Colts and the Colts side. They were favored 52 and a half point spread. Well, now the game's gone down to 49 and a half, but the Seattle Seahawks are favored by two and a half points by DraftKings Sportsbook. John, what happened? Why did it crisscross? Well, you remember, partner, we have to reintroduce these things this year because we're picking pigskin winners. Okay. We're under a new title. We're in Aaron Torres Media. We got the whole gang, the A-team, the A-squad, the all-star team, right? So with all that, we have to reintroduce. Crossing over means this line, when it initially opened, was two and a half for the Colts to be the favorite here. It crossed over zero. That's what crossed over means. It went the other way to the Seahawks being minus two and a half. Now, normally, that's a major red flag. It's like you automatically have to take Seattle. I'm going to tell you why it's different in week one. The lines for week one open way earlier than any other week. The line that opened at two and a half could have opened five months ago because it's the off season, right? So I'm going to ignore the crisscross on this one. And I'm going to focus more on this. Indianapolis is going to come out pounding this ball. They're going to protect Wentz. We got some COVID controversy going on, multiple injuries in the preseason. He's got to get used to the new playbook. He's got to get acclimated. All that week one stuff that we hear about time and time again guess what you're going to see a lot of jonathan taylor you're going to see naheem hines on the dump off game you're going to see jack doyle and mo alley cox on the short throws to the tight ends and this is going to be a grounded pound let's take the air out of the ball right if you're in indianapolis you don't want to see dk Metcalf. you don't want to see tyler lockett you don't want to see russell wilson going downfield so when you add all those things up and it's 25 percent on Indianapolis, I'm going to take the traditional old school style that's going to be played here. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to go against the public. Uh, it's Indianapolis for me in week one. I like the Indianapolis coaching staff mm-hmm. better than I like the Seahawks coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I think Indianapolis can come up with creative ways to beat the Seattle Seahawks, even though they may be a little bit undermanned or understaffed. 
Seattle does have that new coaching regime on the offensive side of the ball, so maybe it'll take a little bit of a gelling together at game speed, especially against an Indianapolis Colt defense that we know is outstanding, right? And and a secondary that is a second to none. I I, I think I could see how the how the Seattle Seahawks in the second half go, wait a minute, what are we doing? Uh, 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 hey, it, it, it's your ball, Russ. Make something happen. Make something happen. You know, just how they how they typically do. Let's forget. Let's throw the playbook out the window. Let's go back to the old plays. But I think you're right. I, I like Indianapolis to cover. I love getting Indianapolis at home with two and a half points. I will take Indy as well. I got to tell you, looking at these early games again, it's a week one special. This is a hot show for you guys and gals because looking at the Jets, that looks like a steal to me. That bet. Looking at Houston. By the time we get to kickoff, no one's going to be on Houston. That number's going to go That's up true. on Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Was, and yeah. now Indianapolis, obviously, with all the injuries and all the talk about Wentz and all the complaining about this and that, and everybody loves Seattle. I mean, you're talking about three. We're early on the slate here, not even halfway. And you're talking about three great values in the New York Jets, Houston Texans, and, of course, Indianapolis. I like what I'm seeing. Arizona. Cardinals are going to the Tennessee Titans. We loved Kyler Murray last year. You and I were banging the Kyler Murray drum left and right, left and right, mm-hmm. talking about how great he was at quarterback. And and I think we were getting a lot of games correct just because we were on that Kyler Murray bandwagon to start with. But here they are on the road at Tennessee. I'm looking, and I'm not sure who's going to be starting at quarterback for Tennessee at this point because I keep getting conflicting reports. Do you have any certainty on whether or not Tannehill is going to be starter for for the Tennessee Titans at this point? I got to tell you, with the outbreak that they had and the way that it spread around and COVID on that team, I don't think anybody's safe, right? Okay. I I'm afraid of testing the day before the game, right? So if you mm. you know what I mean, they there have to be protocols where they have to do a double check before you had that type of spread on a team and then you're going to send them out there and they're going to be touching guys and hugging and tackling and <laughs> on the sideline. I mean, like you're going to send them out there after that outbreak. I, I don't know. I'm worried about retesting a couple of days before the game. With that being said, I am shocked to see 71% on Tennessee. I mm-hmm. thought they would be the team that the public would like, but not up to 71. The reason is the same thing as I've been telling you so far. And so far it's consistent across the board. So that tells you that we've been doing this for a long time. Tennessee had an offseason story. The offseason story was they acquired Julio Jones, one of the biggest names in the world, one of the biggest names in the league, and it's 71% on them because they're a quote-unquote hot team. So if you take the COVID storylines and the uncertainty surrounding multiple positions that are of major value in this game, and you take the overemphasis by the public on the on the acquisition of Julio Jones, this is looking like a steal, right? So on Aaron Torres' show that we recorded earlier a couple days ago, my top two picks right off the bat were the Jets in Arizona. So I'm sticking with Arizona at 29%. So this is a this is a live board. If you're a sharp, a quote-unquote sharp better, this week one board is looking like a cash register for you. Yeah, and DraftKings has uh, the Tennessee Titans favored at three points, but I will take the Arizona Cardinals on the road, mm-hmm. and I will take those three points as well because I, I – Kyler Murray could win this one all by himself in the end. I, Tennessee's defense did not improve that much over the offseason, if at all, John. I, I just I don't know, like you said, who's going to be back there for Tennessee? Too many question marks. I'll take Arizona, if you're, especially if you're giving me some points. Yeah, so. and I don't like Tennessee's defense either. I think that somehow it's gotten to be that they're considered to be a decent defense. I don't see that, right? Three years ago, when Vrabel started, there was more of an emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. Let's be physical. Let's establish who we are under this regime. Um, that's been fading away, right? They just keep adding offense and keep adding exotic formations mm-hmm. and play action and all that stuff, which is great. They're going to be great on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised by that, but I don't see it on the defensive side. I think Kyler Murray is going to give him headaches. Um, and I think Chase Edmonds is my guy. Oh, That's my oh, guy yeah. in the backfield. I think you're going to see a big day from Chase Edmonds in the backfield. Yep, Kyler's going to be a cheat code on Sunday. Hey, we almost got our first pick'em. Almost our first pick'em. The Chargers have been favored in the past by one point. They are still favored by uh, right now by DraftKings by one point. The over/under has stayed the same, 44 and a half. John, you know me. I like Ron Rivera. You know me. I'm going to take Washington at home, especially if I, I, I you know getting a little bit of points, getting a little bit of juice here. Give it to me all day. Yeah. I mean, this is our first real tough pick because Mm -hmm. the storylines line up, right? Chargers are on a positive buzz right now. People are talking about Herbert as one of the elite young players in the league. People are saying, well, all those defensive injuries that's been rectified this year. Austin Eckler is a hot pick in fantasy football. 
Keenan Allen. I got to tell you, out of nowhere, Mike Williams is a very popular selection in fantasy this year. Jared Cook is a veteran. He brings that veteran presence to the, the Chargers. So a lot of positive buzz for the Chargers. Same thing for Washington. Washington brings in Fitzpatrick. Now you got Gibson, who's a hot name at running back. McLaurin is a high pick at wide receiver. Logan Thomas is a hot name at tight end. So everything is exactly the way I expected it. The line is almost a pick em, right? Mm-hmm. And the percentages are almost at 50-50. It's 55-45. So this is the first game on the board for week one where you could flip a coin. I'm not going to argue with you either way. But you know what? In the back of my mind, I told you, I'm a little bit worried about Fitz early on because there's pressure on him with Heineke nipping at his heels, the young quarterback. I, by week six or seven, if Washington is, is shaky and Heineke's still looking sharp when he gets his reps, um, it's going to be trouble for Fitz. So with that in the back of my mind, and so many people are telling me the Chargers are better than I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm willing to be open-minded. If the Chargers are really that good, I'm taking them in week one. Oh, boy. Okay. And, and can I say this, too? I, I am so glad Fitz didn't hang up the bootstraps. I, I'm, just, I'm just glad he's still around. I, I look forward to watching him have some fun. And even if Heineke does replace him, so be it. I, I, was, I was really pulling for Heineke at the end of last season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't tell JP that, but I mean, I was, I was pulling for Heineke. He had me off the sofa, <laughs> man. He had me off the sofa. Hey, John and I are here on the Aaron Torres Media Group right now. We are the Pick and Pick Skin winners. You can follow John Frisella over on Twitter at Legend Sports 7. Don't forget to make AaronTorresOnline.com part of your daily routine, part of your daily habit. Make sure you bookmark it on your phone and on your computer. Lots of great articles being put up there. Austin Montgomery is going to have a little betting article coming out real soon. J.B. Barry has got a lot of information about Thursday nights and heading into the weekend on fantasy sports there as well. And don't forget to follow me at Loafinit on Twitter. And, and John, let's just always encourage everybody, subscribe to the show right? Leave comments, leave reviews, hit stars, hit the rating system, all those things. We always love to hear from you. Apple and Spotify, right? We're on both platforms. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more in the future as well, but for now, Apple and Spotify, jump on there, pick and pick, skin winners, get that free money. (laughs) Okay. At the the ATM, the Aaron Torres Media. All right. Minnesota, Minnesota going to Cincinnati. John, this is a goofy one because 73% Mm -hmm. of the the money's coming in on Minnesota right now. It started out at minus three. Right now, DraftKings has them at minus three and a half. The game total has not moved up or down very much. 48, and now right now it's 47. So here's my here's my deal. I usually want to run, run from the public, right? And I want to go ahead and go on Cincinnati. They're at home. They're getting points. But I can't do it. Minnesota is a pretty good team. You know, last year I picked on Minnesota a little bit because their secondary was going to be so bad, and I, I think I hit that one on the head. Well, this yeah. year I think it's the opposite. I think Cincinnati's just, just atrocious. And whenever I look at the depth chart and everything, I think Minnesota's going to go in there and just really bring the Cincinnati Bengal fans back down to earth. Right. Well, it, in a way, I don't want to contradict myself because you would think with Joe Burrow, you're in a very similar situation to Carson Wentz here, right? So I took Indianapolis – at 25% of the public on them, knowing that everybody's worried about Wentz and worried about Indianapolis's injuries. Well, now here we are with Burrow, who, as of right now, is probably on the shakiest ground physically mm-hmm. of any starting quarterback that we know is going to be a starter throughout the year, barring any further injuries. So the difference is coaching, Indianapolis's coaching, Indianapolis's physicality, and Indianapolis's defense, right? Those three things are different than Cincinnati. The quarterback situation is, is equally as shaky going into week one. So considering that, I'm going to go opposite of what I did last time. I'm going to go with you on this. I think over four quarters, if you pound the ball with Dalvin Cook against the Bengals defense, again, they lost Carl Lawson. Yes, he's out for the year for the Jets, but he's also not on the Bengals, right? So that's a big deal for them. Probably their best individual defensive player. So if you take Dalvin Cook and you ram it down Cincinnati for four quarters, by the time the game is over, they're going to be up by 14. So I got to take Minnesota to win, even though it's 72%. So that is the second pick here where we're going heavily with the public. We also like San Francisco, but hey, you got to mix and match those strategies. Yeah, you can't just stick with one. That's what you always tell me. Wes, you got to go with more than one strategy. Wes, you got to read the lines. Wes, you got to look at this. You got to look at that. I'm going, John, I'm just trying to pick games, man. Just just <laughs> let me pick games. But you're, you're so right on so many of those things. You taught me so much, and I've always looked forward to talking with you each and every week. All right, Philadelphia at Atlanta. John, this is a new team now in Atlanta. I, I know Julio Jones is hurt a lot of times, but he's not there in the locker room anymore. This is a new team. I th- I, I'm not going to say looking for new leadership because Matt Ryan is a leader, but Julio was a presence, and now that presence is going to be missing. 
And I wonder how that team is going to react to that. Uh, I, I don't know that those shoes can necessarily be filled in one week, but Philadelphia is marching into Atlanta. This game total started out at 46 and a half. Now it's at 48. Atlanta was favored by three and a half. DraftKings has them at minus three now. John, I don't know how Philadelphia is going to be able to stop the Atlanta Falcons offense. They're used to playing without Julio. They don't need that presence there to be able to put up points. They've improved with Mike Davis at running back. They've improved with Kyle Pitts at at wide receiver slash tight end, wherever they're going to end up lining him up all the time. Philadelphia's defense looked atrocious in the preseason. Maybe they weren't showing us anything, but then again, maybe they were showing us everything. I got Atlanta on this one, dog. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. I think that's reasonable. I don't really have issue with what you said. I would compare this game very much to the Chargers and Washington, right? Because those two teams came in with a similar storyline. Well, guess what? It's the flip side here. The Chargers and Washington came in with a little bit of buzz. Philadelphia and Atlanta are like the forgotten teams, right? They're like, oh, Philadelphia, look at that division. Dallas Cowboys were on hard knocks, right? Dak Prescott is a huge story this offseason. Washington brings in Fitz. They had a strong year last year. They showed us a lot. That's a hot story. The Giants made some signings. Kenny Galladay, they made some draft picks. They're a team that their defense showed a lot last year. Philadelphia is the forgotten team. Atlanta loses Julio Jones. They're the forgotten team. So they're coming in very even in terms of storylines and expectations. So with that being said, I'm just going to take the points. There's no fancy schmancy. I'm not doing any analytics on this one. I'm going to take the fact that Philly is getting the points, even though they're the road team here. So my pick is going to be the Eagles in week one uh, against Atlanta. Okay, I can see that. The next one, Alabama game. That's what I'm just calling this one because we got Tua Tagovailoa versus. I never saw it. I thought I'd see Tua Tagovailoa versus Mac Jones in the NFL. I just never did. I'm sorry if I'm giddy about that. I'm sorry, Tua. I, I can't. I can't help it. Okay, I can't help it. But 65% of the money, which is very strange, is going with the rookie quarterback. And that was named a starter until a couple of weeks ago, right? Until Mac Jones, 65% of the money is coming in on New England. And, John, one of the crazy things, whenever I read this line, the the game total started out at 45.5. Now it's at 43.5, so it dropped a little bit. I could see that. But then New England started out at minus two favorites. Now they're minus three by DraftKings. John, why did it go up? Yeah, I think it went up. This is going to be shocking, right? Because the guy hasn't played a game in the league yet. But I don't know if you saw the article that Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook. Did you see that? (laughs) I heard. real story. I I wanted to say I heard those false reports because I I can't believe that first for a couple reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I don't think Cam would pay attention to him. Okay? I just don't. Number two, I, I don't know how Mac Jones approaches that I, I i just can't i don't i don't know how that would i don't know how that would work i just don't well let me let me defend cam for one second last okay. year when he played poorly he mm-hmm. completely owned up in the media and to his teammates the patriots right had an okay season considering the dismantling of the team not having tom brady and having mm-hmm. to deal with a, a change in regime there at the quarterback position they had a pretty good year guess what if you really watch them which of course i do as a jets fan so i see a lot of new england i have a lot of people connected to me through yukon and boston i have family that lives up there so i i watch the patriots very closely they easily could have won 11 games last year cam newton threw away a few close games in the fourth quarter and he owned up so to say he wouldn't listen to Mac Jones, I disagree. I actually think okay. he I think over time, knowing that his skills have deteriorated, he's gained some humility. So I think okay. that's what happened there. Anyway, back to the game. I think Mac Jones gives them a better chance to win. I actually do agree with that because he's going to be a little bit more traditional in the sense that they don't have to rely on Cam doing a lot of rushing and a lot of fake the handoff and then give it to Harris or we got to bring in a gadget play, dump it off to James White, misdirection. That's what they do with Cam Newton. It's, it's almost like uh, you know an old school college offense, the way you run it with Newton. I think with Mac Jones, you'll be able to drop back and throw. Just get that ball out, give him some protection, and the team's going to play a little bit cleaner. Tough, tough game, right? Every week, yep. not only are we going to give you the good picks, which I've already done for you, I've lined out. I've lined up some of the ones that look like for sure winners. I think if you take out of the four I gave you before, you're going to win at least three, right? The games you need to lay off right now are the Chargers in Washington. Stay away from that game. That's a 50-50. Philadelphia and Atlanta. Stay away from that game. Here's your third one. Miami, New England. This could go either way. It's a division game. New England's home, right? So we always like them traditionally at home. Mm-hmm. They got a little buzz behind them now in the last week. And also, it's it's tough with Miami. It's going to be a grind. 
this is going to come down to field goals. Of all the games so far, this is the one that's going to come down to field goal kicking. So I, I'm just going to take Miami because it's 36%, but I would tell you I have zero confidence on this game. It's a, it's a coin flip, so I'm going to take the fact that the public is not on Miami, and I will take Miami in this game. Okay, I, I'm going to take New England. I do trust that coaching staff a little bit. I, I like Miami a lot. And mm-hmm. and let me backtrack just a little, just in case Cam Newton does listen to this podcast. I I love Cam Newton and how much he loves being a part of the game. Can I just say that he he loves it. He loves interacting with the fans, giving the balls out afterwards. He loves doing that. He likes the attention and so forth. But I think it's it's an appreciation. I I don't mind Cam Newton one bit. He makes me laugh. He makes me giggle. I mean, there's that there's that uh, gif now, that gif now where he you know, he's sliding on the bench. He's just very animated, and I love animated. And and can I say this? I do think my idea for Cam Newton last year still should be in play for him. Oh, get out of here with this tight end stuff. Well, that, I mean, seriously, that, would he not make a tight end? I, no, I'm, you can't. You can't play quarterback and take seven thousand hits in your NFL career and then become a tight end. At this point in your career, it's impossible. Don't, don't tell Tim Tebow that, my friend. All right, Cleveland at Kansas City. Cleveland is marching into Kansas City. I don't. They got something to prove this year, but Kansas City is one of those teams, John. The, this line hasn't moved out, moved around very much. The game total started out at fifty-three. Now it's at fifty-four. Uh, Kansas City was favored by six points. Now they're favored by six and a half. I, John, I, I, I don't like the points. I think Kansas City could cover this. If they had to, but I, I, I think Cleveland is a little bit tougher. I think mm-hmm. they remember what you said on that AFC podcast, what happened to them last year that they couldn't win this. Yep. This is a tough team that has something to prove. I'm not going to say they're going to win this game, but they will definitely start punching old Kansas City around a couple of times in this game. So I'm going to take Cleveland and the points. Yeah, I think you're leading me in the right direction. This might be like if you're in a pool like we did last year where you're picking without the spread and mm. you're looking for that one upset game every week, I think week one here, uh, if there's ever a time where Casey's is going to falter, I think it's going to be here. The blueprint was laid out. It was laid out by the 49ers two years ago in the Super Bowl, and it was laid out last year very clearly as well by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cleveland can play that style. Come out and smash him, right? Give it to Nick Chubb. Give it to Hunt. Mix and match, work off of that, right? So keep pounding it, pounding it, pounding it, and then work off of that with your play action. Odell Beckham is back. Jarvis Landry is still there. You got three tight ends on this team that can produce. You got Austin Hooper, you got Harrison Bryant, and you got David Njoku, right? So this team, I think, after being disappointed by not beating Chad Henney in the playoffs, the opportunity of a lifetime for this team, uh, you know, that game, it's really stuck in my mind. It's like it happened so fast, right? Mahomes went down. <laughs> Chad Henney came in. Everybody was kind of like, oh, wait, did that really just happen? Is Mahomes not going to come back? And the game's going on. The clock is running. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, if I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm like, this is it. This is the we, chance of a lifetime. Ch- yeah. This is it. So yeah. they didn't take advantage. So I think you're right. I think they come out here and they say, this is a time where we make our statement and say, you're not the class of this conference anymore. Cleveland Browns are the class of this conference. I don't think that's true over 17 games, but I think it might be true in week one. So I have no problem taking Cleveland with the points. That's going to be my pick. I, 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 I agree with you. Have you ever noticed, though, how Patrick Mahomes walks crooked? Like, yes. like when he walks, he leans to the side all the yeah. time. I, I can't figure that out. I don't know if our fans who, wa- who listen to this program and then watch football have ever noticed that before. But once you see it. You'll never be able to unsee it. Okay, I just so I you may hate me after that one. You may hate me anyway. Green he, Bay. He just no, but you know what? He shuffles though, right? I'm yeah. I'm gonna shout out a name that a lot of people. I don't know if we have a lot of basketball fans here, but uh-huh. again, I went to UConn. I was there with a fellow named Hashim Tabit, who was drafted the second overall pick in the NBA draft, ahead of James Harden and ahead of Stephen Curry. Believe Oops. it or not, Oops. he was an over seven foot guy, and he would shuffle. When he ran, he it was the way his foot, his feet were moving. He was shuffling his feet, and it looked like he was wearing sandals when he was playing. Pat Mahomes also runs that way. He's kind of runs easily, trying not to blow out an ACL, trying to take care of his body. He shuffles. So I agree. You you can see it if you look closely that he's not going full gears every time he runs. 
Okay. All right. Green Bay at New Orleans. We, well, we, we really analyze things deep here on pick and pick skin winners. Uh, Green Bay at New Orleans, John. Uh, Jameis Winston has been named the starting quarterback. And let me tell you what happened since then. This game started out at two and a half point favorites for Green Bay. Green Bay were two and a half points favorites. Now, since Jameis Winston has been named, DraftKings has moved that line to minus four on Green Bay. So it's gone up. The point total has dropped to 50. <laughs> it started out at 50 and a half. John, I find it funny. Jameis Winston also amuses me. Very animated guy. Uh, 67% of the money are coming in on Green Bay. And I got to tell you, I, I am everywhere I find a DraftKings lineup to build or anything. I am just starting to stack Green Bay Packers left and right. I, I think I might. I, I keep I keep going, Wes, don't do that. It's New Orleans. It's New Orleans at home. But I, I just I I want Green Bay. I can't I can't help it. I it's Jameis Winston, John. Tell, talk me out of it. Yeah, no, I can't talk you out of it because of the line movement. That's a pretty aggressive from where it opened and where it is now, uh, even though it opened a long time ago. And I'll tell you my problem with this game. It's just like Rodgers is going to come out here in a conference battle, right? <laughs> Packers, it's Packers and the Saints. It's a conference battle. It's two of the biggest names that there are in the NFC to begin with. And this is a year where, again, I, I'm taking the Packers to win the Super Bowl. I'm taking Rodgers to leave them in the dust after the year and kind of spit on them on the way out. So oh if it's the first game and you're going to lay down the law and say, we're making a run for the Super Bowl, I can't see you losing to Jameis Winston, the first game of the year, when he's got a kind of, you know, it's a real thing. It's not, it's not a cliche. It's a real thing. Week one, where you're the new starting quarterback on a team, you got to feel your way out. You got to see, yeah. is it Callaway, right? Is Callaway my guy? Is Traquan Smith my guy? How's my chemistry with Kamara on the dump downs? What's Adam Troutman's situation with his injuries? There's a lot of things you got to figure out if you're Winston in game one. So it's going to be close to the line. This is not going to be a Packers blowout. I, I'm not going to be loading them up like you are on DraftKings. But I'm going to take the Packers to win it by seven, which I think is reasonable. So Green Bay is the play for me. I The only thing I think, think that Green Bay is really susceptible to is a deep pass. And what does Winston excel at is, is those deep passes, those gung-ho passes. And so that could be a surprise for me. I am this, this is one of the more intriguing games for me because I am really curious to see how Sean Payton reacts to not having Drew Brees and, and really being an undermanned staff back there in the offensive side of the board. So I am really curious about that game. Well, that's a, that's a really good point, and it's not what you want if you're one of those medium teams like the Saints. Right. If you're a team now that's had some major changes and uh, again, I took their over because I buy into Sean Payton. I still think their defense is good enough to compete on a weekly basis. Um, however, you don't want to start a year with big changes like this against a team that's a Super Bowl contender. That's right. a bad look at the draw. Right. It really is. It's a home. It's a wasted home game. You want your home games to be like a walk in the park. You got a nice, easy draw the first game of the year. You're playing against Detroit. You're playing against Houston. You're playing against Jacksonville. You're playing against Cincinnati. You don't want to play the Packers the first game of the year when Drew Brees is retired, and you got to start this whole thing over. So it's a bad draw for them. It starts them off on the wrong foot, and I am taking Green Bay. Uh, as we scroll down DraftKings Sportsbook here, the next game lined up for us is the Denver Broncos traveling across country, John, across country to the New York Giants. Denver started out as minus one-point favorites. 42.5 points was the game total. The game total dropped to 42 points. It is rumored that Saquon Barkley is going to be able to play, but for some reason, the Denver Broncos are now favored by three points, even with that news. This game perplexes me because I don't want to get... I, I don't want to have to... I don't want Denver to have to cover points on the road, but you know I don't have a lot of faith in the Giants. John, please help me... Please help me with this one. <laughs> well, you use the great word there, perplexed, right? If you say perplexed, right, you open up your phone, you go on your betting yeah. site, which is okay. DraftKings Sportsbook, uh -huh. and you look at a game and you go, wow, that game perplexes me. Throw that game in the trash, okay. right? We we got to pick it. We have to yeah. pick it because we're sure. picking pigskin winners. We got to put a line in the sand and say this is where we're going to go, right? But if you are out there and you're being selective and you're being a smart better, and by the way, Wes, don't let me forget – at the very end, I will run everybody through all my best picks because week one is where you got to make your money. So I will okay. do a quick run through and tell them which games to play on. However, this is now in that category of games you got to lay off. I agree with you 100%. It's a perplexing game. Uh, my thought is this. It's going to be a grind. I think the fact that the over-under dropped, it makes complete sense. I think this is going to be ugly. Even though we like Denver's offense to expand over the course of the year, it's not going to be here. It's not going to be against the Giants' D at home when the Giants' D showed you a lot last year, a lot more than you thought they would show you. 
So it's going to be a grind. It's coming down to field goals without a doubt this game. Uh, I'm going to take Denver because of the line movement. It went up two points. Opened at one is now a three, right? So I think with that line movement, it's saying a lot. But if this one ends up a push of all the games I see so far, this might be the one. But I'll take Denver. Okay, well, I'll take the Giants and the points at home. I think that that's always a safe thing to go with, right? So that's what, that's where I'm going to go. Baltimore at the Ravens. Or no, I'm sorry, Baltimore at the Ravens. Sorry, John. The medicine's kicking in. Everybody's been patient <laughs> with me. I think, I've, I think I've done pretty good up to this point. Baltimore Absolutely. at the Raiders. Baltimore at the Raiders. Uh, it started out minus five on Baltimore. 51.5 point uh, spread, I believe it started out at. Now it's at minus four by DraftKings and a 50.5 point over under by them as well for the game total. John, when I look at this one, I know Baltimore is in that same kind of situation where there's a lot of injuries. Who's playing this? I don't I almost don't know who whenever I see the game when I turn it on. I don't I know I'm going to be able to rec- recognize Lamar Jackson. I know I'm going to be able to recognize the tight end. I I want to say I'm going to be able to re- recognize Gus Edwards, but I don't know if I'm going to recognize anybody else. Who who else is playing for them? And and on top of that, the Raiders shuffle more people in and out of that lineup than I've seen anybody do in the past two years. What, what's going on with the Raiders and what's going on with Baltimore? Yeah, I mean, this right away looks like a golden opportunity, right? Th- okay. This looks like one of those games in the top class of what we want to select. Right. You know, once you hear the names, Baltimore and Las Vegas, that everyone's taking Baltimore. You already know that. You don't even have to look. Now you look at it and it's 77% on Baltimore. So now you've ah. confirmed your initial instinct. And let me remind everybody, the Raiders are a first five or six games of the season team under John Gruden with, De- with Derek Carr playing quarterback. It's been proven time and time again. They At the end of six games, they're four and two, and you go, wait a minute, this team could compete for the playoffs. And then because they no- have no physicality, this is a finesse team up and down the roster. That wears on you over the course of the season, and the stronger, more physical, more powerful teams beat you up in the second half. So it's the same story here. So you're getting the Raiders when you want to get them. They'll come out hot. They'll come out slinging it around. They'll play some good ball. John Gruden's going to be pumping his fist, strutting down the sideline, <laughs> going, yeah, here come the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm taking them. This, this is a no-brainer for me. 23% wow. on Las Vegas. I'm taking Las Vegas without even thinking twice about it. I would put it so far in my top five bets of the week. Wow, I like that. Uh, you kind of convinced me on that. I had already wrote down LV on there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the reason why is because I do think that they are – I don't want to say a more physical team, but I, I, I do like the weapons that they have on that offensive side. I know they've gotten rid of a couple important pieces as far as wide receivers go, but you think about those uh, people that have been hurt. They're kind of back there. They know the playbook a little bit, and that running game. I think they're going to be able to run. I know it's Baltimore, but I still think that they're going to be able to run. I'll, I'll take the points more than anything else at home once again. That's what I'm going to do. All right, that was it, John, for picking pigskin winners. We covered all well, the games. Wait, 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 wait a minute, my friend. Did you purposely skip the Bears because you think they're going to be that bad? John, the public money is 85% (laughs) on the Rams. The Rams at this point, the the game started at minus seven. All right. Then Andy Dalton has been named a starting quarterback. Now I think DraftKings Sportsbook has them at minus 100 at this point. I think think the Rams are favored by 100. The over-under is just on the Rams alone at 75 points. Okay, I don't I don't know. Listen, this, this it started out at minus seven. Right now, DraftKings has them at minus seven and a half. The game total started out at 45. It's gone up to 46. I 85 percent of the public money is coming in on the Rams. I don't see them having any problem at all. This looks like a San Francisco Detroit game to me. I, I I'm going to take the Rams. I don't even want to talk about the Bears right now. People, people are going to think we rehearsed that because it, it definitely seemed like you tried to skate <laughs> off the air without having to talk about the Bears getting blown out. But guess what, my friend? That's a silly number, right? We referenced it earlier that there was one game that was higher than that 79% mark on the 49ers, and this is it. It's 85% on the Rams. So that is a crazy number because I, you know, I am not as high on Stafford transitioning to the Rams as everybody else in the world seems to be, except for my buddy, the boss, Aaron Torres. He's on the same page as me. He's he's not feeling it. He's not thinking the Rams are going to make that Super Bowl leap with Stafford. So here's my problem. I can't envision from a logical football standpoint Andy Dalton being able to move the ball in this game. I don't I don't see it. I, I don't really see it happening. However, I could see a very ugly back and forth low scoring game where the Rams win it by four or five or six points somehow. 
I could see that. 85% is such a high number. So I'm going to take Chicago, but it's a very difficult game to take. And if you take the Rams, I'm not going to argue with you. And to sum it up, as I mentioned before, let me give everybody my top picks, right? So it's New York Jets, right? I like them to cover the spread. Houston Texans, I like them as well. Arizona, that's three right there. Indianapolis, that's four. And the last one, I mean, I, I don't have the guts. I don't have the guts to take Chicago, even though it's 15% on them. So not them. I'm going to go with the Raiders as the last one. So my top five picks are the Jets, the Cardinals, the Raiders, and whatever the other ones I said. Let's get off the air, my friend. (laughs) You are tired. The Chicago game made you tired. I'm going to skip the breadwinners this week because I have been taking medicine. I don't want to dish out any bad ones. But, John, let me tell you something that I noticed about this Chicago Rams game. Okay? 85% is coming in on the Rams. Do you know how many people in Chicago love to bet on the Bears? Uh, I mean, all of them. Yes, and that's that's something whenever I look at this line, when I look at this game total and all that stuff, I look at it and I go, wait a minute. The, the public has turned on the Bears, or the public really knows what's going on with the Bears right now. One of the two, because all that stuff is coming in on the Rams. And, and all that tells me is that the front office, the coaching staff, everybody's on the hot seat. This is going to be a tumultuous season for the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Uh, so I am taking the Rams all day, all night long on that. Hey, pick and pick skin winners. That was the first week. Thank you all so much for joining in with us, for listening, for subscribing to the podcast, for leaving comments. Thank you for struggling through this episode with me and my voice. I've had a lot of fun. I always have fun talking to you, John, each and every week here on Pick and Pig Skin Winners. Always my pleasure, my friend. You're a trooper. As always, that's hey, we're old school on the show, man. We oh, we yeah. battle through. We can have no voice at all. We would do a silent show. We would do it. <laughs> and and guess what? I hope you would listen to it. Aaron Torres online.com. Make sure you make that a regular habit of yours. Bookmark it on your computer, on your phone. Also, uh, make sure you subscribe to any of the podcasts that are on Aaron Torres online.com. You can you can go over there and it'll take you over to Aaron Torres Media Group. And you got Austin Montgomery writing articles. You got John Frisella writing articles. You got JB Barry writing articles and doing a podcast as well on the, the fantasy side of things. And don't forget about the boss himself. Aaron Torres is putting out stuff each and every single day. Day. I, I, I set my notifications on my phone to get whenever Aaron Aaron releases something so I could stay on top of things. So, John, appreciate you hanging in there with me, buddy, and picking up my slack. You got it. Always my pleasure, as I said, and we'll do it each and every week. And guess what? I got five winners for you on that schedule. So yes, sir. hope you're picking some pigskin winners out there following JF at Legend Sports 7. <laughs> and everybody, as always, we want to encourage you to find a way to make an impact in somebody's life today. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.